Jesus, we thank you for meeting with us in this place. Uh, we appreciate that when we come together in your name, God, that you meet us. God, and we have an expectation this morning, God, that you're going to speak to us. God, we have a, an expectation that you have gifts to give, Lord God. And so we come with uh, expectation. God, uh, I just pray that today you would do exactly what you want to do in this place. God, you know that uh, needs abound throughout the body. And God, we pray that you meet those needs. Lord God, and I pray that you would do those things in our hearts that would uh, facilitate those very things that you're doing. God, we pray it and ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So, uh, I was thinking, oddly enough, about Thanksgiving this week. And uh, not just the holiday, not just because the holiday was coming, but... uh, because uh, Thanksgiving is something that is a, a necessary uh, part of a believer's life. And, and it's not always something that is just spontaneous. It's not always something that's just, you just have it. Uh, Thanksgiving, gratitude, is something that has to be consciously cultivated. You know, like, like the little Sunday school song, count your blessings, count them one by one. And uh, and see what God has done because uh, that's what we do. That's what song service is about, and that's that's a great great way to start out your prayer time. It's like, man, God, you did this, you did this, you did this, and uh, you know, uh, consciously being uh, you know showing gratitude. Uh, for the things that God does and for the things that other people do is really an important thing. You know, when you get uh, a young child a, a $5 piece of plastic, they, they dance and, and cheer and you just made their day and have consequently bribed them into behaving for the rest of the trip. And, uh, you know, by the time you have teenagers, so I hear, you know, you buy them a tablet and they're like, oh, thanks. You know, and it's it's not quite the same. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking five dollar piece of plastic, three hundred dollar ten inch tablet. It's like I was expecting a little more enthusiasm, you know. And I, I don't know any specific example of that. I'm just pulling things out of the air as Christmas is in the air already because, you know, after all Halloween is over, so who cares about Thanksgiving? It's Christmas time. And uh you know, I mean, if you've been to Walmart and you see the countdown to how many days it is till Christmas, and it's kind of disconcerting in a lot of ways. Christmas kind of sneaks up on you. You know, when you're a kid, it's like, man. You know, like Jeremy was asking how far away is Christmas. Okay, about a month, a little over a month. Like, oh. you know, I'm thinking, it'll be here before I know it. You know, and uh, none too soon. I remember being a kid and going in and, you know, the sky is barely beginning to become pink at the horizon and the, the deep blue of the sky before the sun comes up and then my parents' bedroom poking them. Wake up! It's Christmas! <laughs> no, it's like watching a Christmas story. You know, Dad's out there in his robe and the pajamas. Oh, God, with his coffee. And that was Christmas at my house every year. And... uh my parents taught me to, to be polite and uh, be grateful when you got something, even if you didn't like it, you know, to, to be, you know, show the person you appreciate it. 
and you know if you don't like it, don't tell them. And uh, so when you look through my parents' photo albums, there's all these pictures that look like Jeremy uh, dancing and jumping around, holding one thing or another with a big, big smile. Because after all, they they taught me to show them that I appreciated it. So I thought they want to show, I'll give them a show. You know? <laughs> so you wonder where my children get it, but uh, yeah. So, but being thankful. Uh, is an important thing, and you know sometimes we we wonder where where the blessings are that we've been enjoying, or you know why have they seemed to kind of come to a standstill? Um, you know, I, I've told you the story several times in the last three months about how uh, Mike and I had this slow patch at work, and we were complaining about it, and so God kept us busy with stuff that we really didn't like, and so forth and so on, and and when we got when God pointed out to us, well, this is where you're at and why. You know, we then we decided, okay, well then let's be thankful, and so God has blessed it ever since. You've like I said, I've told you that before. Um, but so you kind of get used to this, you know, this way that God deals with you and these blessings that that come in, and uh, um, you know, I was actually I was talking with Ron recently, and he's like, well, you know, the thing is, is um, if 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 you're not showing God that you're grateful for the blessings that you've got, the things that He's blessed you with, He's not really inclined to bless you with more stuff, more blessings, if you don't appear to be grateful for it. I thought, okay, that's good, you know, because I've always tried to make it a point to, you know, to remind the Lord how much I appreciate the things He's done for me, you know, and, and Israel is in the wilderness. I think is a great example, kind of a cautionary tale of uh, the difference between gratitude and ingratitude. Uh, and, um, you know, the thing about about thankfulness, about gratitude, is it kind of genders towards humility because you understand that somebody is doing something for you and you appreciate it. And so it, it it puts you in this sense, you know, how many how many of you hate it when somebody goes out of their way to do something for you because it makes you uncomfortable? Because you're like, thanks, appreciate it. You know, you like, you're glad they did, but it makes you feel uncomfortable. You know, and and uh, I think that's that part of that at least is that humility of wow, I really appreciate that you did that, and it makes you feel vulnerable. And who likes to feel vulnerable? But uh, um, you know. Uh, but being ungrateful, uh, I believe, really leads into uh, pride and eventually into contempt. You know, because that's exactly what Israel did was how God would would bless them, and and they begin to see. I mean, you see how they he fed them in the wilderness, and they they just kind of came to see it as their their right to have this. This is this is my expectation. Um, you know, regardless of of whether I show him that I appreciate it or not, that he better do this. We've been working with our our kids about that, about you know getting to do things, um, because my children somehow believe that their daily allotment to video game time is not a privilege but an inalienable right that I cannot deny them. And uh, so I have been working with them that they have another thing coming, and. So I pointed out to them, I was like, well, I could sell the Wii U. I could get rid of the tablet. So 
Like, you know, don't don't play this game with me, and uh, uh, or you won't play any games. So, uh, but there comes that sense of, well, I deserve this. This is my right, and I think God wants us to cultivate in ourselves a sense of, man, God, I appreciate what you've done in my life. And I'm not just talking about physical blessings, and, and, and certainly he does that a lot. But what I mean, too, is the spiritual things. Because, honestly, if you can't think of anything off the top of your head that you'd like to thank God for, that he's done in the last week or day or five minutes, you you can go back to, man, God, I thank you for Calvary. And I am grateful because I I I have no no right to expect anything beyond that. And and everything that you have done for me beyond Calvary is just heaps upon heaps upon heaps of blessing. And uh, uh and man I appreciate it. Uh so uh go with me to uh Psalm one oh seven. You know, he uh it's interesting because, you know how is you know pride you know, you get this. Eventually, you get this contemptuous attitude um, of, "Well, that's not good enough." And uh, you know, I was kind of spoiled when I was a kid, to be quite honest. So, uh, you know, and my parents told me to to be grateful, so I worked on it. Um, and uh, I got used to the stuff they did. One time, my aunt and uncle were in town. They visited once a year. They lived in Wyoming, and and. Uh, they had bought me a comic book while they were out somewhere because they knew I liked comic books. They didn't know what kind. I actually really happened to be into Disney comic books, and they bought me this sci-fi thing. And I don't know, I was five or six. And I still remember them handing it to me, and I looked at it, and I threw it on the floor and was shouting. And to this day, I still remember that, and, and I think, what was I thinking? And I and I and I wonder why my dad and I didn't have a meeting in the other room with his belt, because that's exactly what I would do if it was my children. But you know, anyway. Um, but you know, so I had this kind of contemptuous attitude because it was like, well, I, I'm I, this is not what I want. This is not what I would like. And and you should know and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, God God knows what we like, but God knows what we need. That's what agape love is all about. And and so, you know, I think a good way, a modern way to put that would be tough love. Sometimes it gives you that tough love that, uh, you know, like, did you really just say that to me? Oh, I thought I was your buddy. I thought I was your homie, you know. But so so God does that. But, you know, the Bible says that, that he has respect to the lowly. But the proud he knows far off, and and so, um, so that humility that comes from cultivating gratitude uh, is a really valuable thing. So Psalm 107. <clears throat> I'm just going to start at the beginning. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. So there is a great reason to be grateful right there. Blessing number one. If we're counting, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, gathered them out of the lands from the east and the west and the north and the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found the city to dwell in. 
hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. So, so we have this really small picture of 40 years in the wilderness. You know, here they, they've wandered around and, uh, and he says, they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distresses. And, and honestly, that, that came right at the beginning because they, they, they asked, is God with us or not? Like, did you bring us out here to, to starve or are you going to feed us or what? And, and so, uh, in spite of their ungrateful attitude, God did indeed take care of them for his own name's sake and because of his promise to Abraham. Um, so they cried, to, he, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Now, uh, 6 and 8 there are kind of an interesting little thing because if, if you're familiar with the psalm, it repeats this three more times after this. And so that kind of gives you this theme of what he's talking about here. And so, so they, they went through all these difficulties in the wilderness and then he, they cried to him and uh, in, in sincerity, really, they, they really seriously wanted God to do something and they were kind of at his mercy because they really had no other options, which is a good place to be. And so uh, he took care of them. He got them through where he wanted them to be. And, and then verse 8 is almost like a, almost like a lament. It's like, here God has done these great things. He says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. To me, it's almost like saying, I wish they would. You would think they would, but you're not seeing it here. It says, that he, for he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor, and they fell down, and there was none to help. And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. So it's like now we're talking, to me this sounds like he's talking about judges, about that period of time there, uh, and even the kings, really, because they would they rebelled against his word. They all did their own thing that, that worked for them. And, uh, and so because of that, they they were in darkness and the shadow of death and 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 bound in affliction and iron and uh, they brought down their heart with labor. You know, you you read the book of Judges, and that's exactly the kind of things that happened to them. Uh, all these nations around them would come in and and take them over and and make them slaves and uh, put them to tribute and all that kind of stuff. And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, verse thirteen, and He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he broke their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. And you see that in Judges over and over and over again. It's like a cycle that you see there in, in this book of just over and over again, of them coming into this place where their own decision-making got them in trouble, and then they they realize that this is not a good place to be, not not this isn't what we intended to be, this isn't where we wanted, and they cried to the Lord in their distresses, and God heard them, and then God delivered them 
and then usually about the time that that judge would move on, then then they would kind of start this cycle again. But but uh, um, you know you the I just I like that sense of where's the gratitude here? You know, oh that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and His wonderful works to the children of men. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhors all manner of meat, and they draw near to the gates of death. And they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saves them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and His wonderful works to the children of men. So, this seems to be talking about, you know, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard, and... And so you you come into these difficulties then because he says uh, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes says that time and chance happens to them all. But there are certainly consequences for the things we go through because we understand that, that we go through difficult things not just because of of foolishness and transgression and iniquity, but they're, if 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 that's the uh, uh, if that's what you're putting into your life is foolishness and iniquity and transgression, then th- then you can expect to get out of your life affliction and trouble, and uh, and so that's what he's talking about here. Their soul abhors all manner of meat. I mean, if you don't like meat, then I rest my case. Just kidding. I think. And they draw near to the gates of death. Yeah. So, you know, because you'll starve to death if you don't eat meat. Just kidding. That's free. Um, excuse me. Okay, I'm almost what I wanted to get to. Okay, verse 22. Let them sacrifice the fa- sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. You know, it's kind of a sort of the midpoint here of the psalm and and so he's 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 already mentioned about three times that you know oh that men would praise the lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men he says let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing now if you look at uh, leviticus 7 in uh verse i believe it's 11 and 12 it talks about this peace offering that it's for thanksgiving for for a, a, a praise offering to God that you want to tell him, man, God, I'm, I'm glad, I appreciate this thing that you did for me, and so I brought you this sacrifice. It says that the flour should be mingled with oil and and that it should be fried. Donuts, you know, right? I mean, that is a Thanksgiving kind of offering. I, I like donuts not as much as Ron, but I, you know that, that they are they are quite good, especially if some maple frosting on them and mm-hmm. yeah maybe maybe some uh, bavarian cream in the middle perhaps no. no fruit please don't sully my pastry with fruit <laughs> anyway <laughs> now that that was all free there's nothing to do with what we're talking about at all Okay, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. You know, it's an interesting statement, sacrifice of thanksgiving. And that's partly why I'm talking about cultivating 
consciously the sense of being grateful because um, sometimes uh, it can be kind of a sacrifice. We're all familiar with the concept of a sacrifice of praise. I mean, this is the same thing, that, that sense of, you know, you stub your toe, it's 90 degrees from the rest of your foot, and you say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, you step on a nail, thank you, Lord, this is going to require a tetanus shot. No, 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 uh, no. But seriously, I I don't mean to be so foolish. But, you know, the thing is, is you really uh, sometimes being thankful can be a sacrifice. You know, think about something that you've been through in your life that you would have never, ever, ever wanted to go through. Something you would have never, ever chosen. Some some Isaac on the altar kind of experience. And then coming through that, you know, you could either be kind of scarred and upset that God drug you through this unpleasantness, or or you could say, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate that you, you took me through that because the, the benefit that has come to me on the other side of it far outweighs all the, the difficulty in getting there. And, and I, I'm grateful for what you've done. I really appreciate it. So a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You know, and sometimes you don't really, that's that idea of it being a sacrifice is you may not be feeling it so much at the moment. You know, and, and that's part of what the, the song service is about. Because uh, you know, I've come in here many a time just sort of feeling like uh, I wasn't happy with, with this or that and the other thing. But that's, uh, that's why Ron has always reminded us, like, now is your time to, to think about the stuff that God's done. He's like, you guys all disappear. And I'm thinking about these wonderful things that God has done for me. And so that's a great thing. They that go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commands and He raises the stormy wind. And he lifts up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths and their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and they stagger like a drunken man or net their wits end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and He brings them out of their distresses. He makes the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. And then they're glad because they'd be quiet. And so He brings them to their desired haven. Excuse me. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and His wonderful works to the children of men. So, so here, you know, the, in this last thing, He was kind of talking about, you know, fools because of their transgression coming into these places and then they're, they're in trouble and they call on God and He saves them. And now He's... He's talking about these people that are are not doing things wrong. It's like you know these people. Whenever I read that, this that uh, they go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters. To me, that's that seems like it's talking about about serving God, and uh, you know because you know, because the sea is humanity, and when you go out into the sea and you do the business in in the in the ship on the ocean, it's like to me that just seems like like that work of of ministry. But uh, and and indeed, when you uh, when you come into a place where where you have to do those things, you know we've heard lots of the testimonies that Ron has about how he's he's seen the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. But um, so so these people are we're talking about here. They they haven't. It's not like they've made some kind of mistake. It's not like they've even been ungrateful. They just they got into trouble. 
and they cried unto the Lord, and he delivered them. And I like verse 30 how he says, Then they're glad because they'd be quiet, and so he brings them to their desired haven. You know, that, I mean, you know, how many times have you been in the middle of something where you just wished for a quiet day? You just wished for a peaceful, quiet, normal, ha ah, kind of day. You know, and and when you when you come to that place then then I think you have typically that sense of spontaneous gratitude. This is like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to put my feet up here and just relax for a moment. Um, so uh verse thirty two. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns the rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. Sounds like the United States. Sounds like California especially. Uh, he turns the wilderness into a standing water, and a dry ground into water springs. So he's talking about drying things up and he's talking about uh, about making things good and pouring out. He says, there he makes the hungry to dwell that he may prepare a city for habitation, and sow the fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruits of increase. He blesses them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and he suffers not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. And he pours contempt upon princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet sets he the poor on high from affliction, and he makes him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. So, so in this last section, it, it, to me it seems almost like just sort of a generalization of the, the blessings that you can expect in your life because God is that kind of God. Um, uh, but I can tell you that he, he wants... Uh, thankfulness that he, that he expects uh, gratitude. Um, where is that? I wrote it down. Yeah, Psalm 50. Turn over there with me real quick. I rarely use my notes. It feels very awkward to use them. Um, Psalm 50 in verse um, 8. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of your house, nor he goats out of your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. And I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell ye. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls and drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows to the Most High, and call on me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. So, you know, so he says, you know, I'm not not impressed with the the sacrifices that they had to offer because everything that they could sacrifice to him came from him already. They already belonged to him. And uh, you know, like Paul said, what do you have that that you didn't receive? And so, uh, so over those sacrifices, you know, we all know that that uh, Samuel told Saul that. Uh, that obedience is better than sacrifice, and to hearken is better than the fat of rams. And here in verse 14 or 13, he says, "Well, eat the flesh of bulls and drink the blood of goats. Offer unto God thanksgiving, 
So I like that. Like, you know, you could sacrifice, you could make these sacrificial offerings to me. That's, that's all well and good. But what I really would like is for you to be thankful. To really be grateful for the things that, that I've done for you. And, and how, and he says, and pay thy vows to the Most High. So if you tell God you're going to do something, do it. And, uh, and he says, and call on me in the day of trouble. And I'll deliver thee and you will glorify me. So, uh, so he's, he's still saying, hey, you know, just just be grateful, and when you get in trouble, call on me, and I'll help you out, and you'll be thankful again, and we'll just have this great happy thing going, you know. Uh, when when Ruth came to back to Israel and she was at Boaz's uh, farm or whatever, he came out and talked to her, and the more nice things that he said to her, the more the more he put her in this favored place. Then you know the more uh, uh, the more humility she displayed, because you know, she said, you know, who am I that you would say this to me? And he's like, you know, and 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 do this too. You, know, you, you don't have to glean. You can you can go ahead of the 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 guys working, and you can just get whatever. And uh, and so, you know, I think that's a great example of how when God blesses you, and you 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 really show Him thankfulness. He's like, oh, and here, take this too. And it's like, wow, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate that. Oh, and this, you know, and and who doesn't like doing that? That is like one of the best feelings ever to be able to to give somebody something and uh, um, and you know, and they're really grateful, you know, and and then uh, it just it feel it makes you feel good. And then it's like, oh, by the way, I had this too. And then by the, eventually you're throwing your wallet at them, and uh, but. Um, you know, when I was a kid, they always talked about how you know giving is its own reward. And and uh, when I was a kid, I thought, oh yeah, right. It's like, give, show me the money. You know, give me the gifts. You know, come come bring it on. You know, I was an only child, and so you know we had a tree when I was a kid, and uh, my parents being heathen and such, and and uh, man, I mean, <laughs> Christmas morning, it. Pretty much everything under the tree was mine. Like every box under the tree is mine. <laughs> so I got I got used to taking and receiving and stuff. And and actually, when I got older, um, uh, to 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 give actually was a very kind of an alien thing to me. And so I had to learn it. And. Uh, um, you know, God put put me uh, put people in my life that demonstrated to me how to 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 be generous and how to give, and and uh, uh, and then kind of put me in this place where I got to participate in that giving along with them. And I thought, wow, this is really great. This feels good. This is fun. I love this. And and so um, and so I can tell you that that it really giving really is its own reward. It really is a blessing. And and. You know, when you give somebody something, you know, typically you're you're not after them showing you how grateful they are or whatever because you you get you're giving it to them because you want to give it to them. But it's really nice when they show you that they appreciate it, right? And and so that's you know that's what God's saying. And go with me to Psalm 100. When I thought about Thanksgiving, I couldn't hardly get out of this book. Yeah, so. So if you're going to have a whole sermon in the Psalms, then it's either going to be a hanging on by your 
your toenails, or it's going to be dancing. One or the other. Well, I like there's there's a great deal of ups and downs in the Psalms, um, and I like that because you know life life is really like that. Life is not always all highs. It's not always all good days. Not all wonderful days. And uh, you know, I was telling my children about how uh, you know they they would drink wine at the feasts. You know, sometimes quite a bit, uh, but but they didn't do that every day. And and uh, like you know, in our, in our the reason that we don't do that, besides the fact that I don't like it, is that it uh, in our culture it has a tendency to be this thing that you you do do it every day. In fact, I, I went through this period where I I would come home from work, it's cold out, and I'd sit in my nice comfortable house, have a glass of wine, and, and then eventually it was two, and uh, every day. And uh, so I thought, you know what, this is a bad idea. <laughs> so let's stop there. And I did. And uh, a few years later, Cynthia and I were celebrating our anniversary that year. And I, we went out to this restaurant. And I thought, man, what would go better than with this meal than a glass of wine? And so I got some. And it, I just, I, I couldn't finish it. It was so bad. So... <laughs> So you know, go go figure. I should have I, I should have known. I mean, I I can't drink Nyquil. I have to get the little pills because I I stand there at the counter with that bottle of Nyquil, and all of a sudden I'm six years old again, standing at the counter with my mom getting ready to give me the cough syrup. No, you know that that burning sensation to me is not a pleasant one. So anyway, Psalm 100. I don't know how I got there. Oh, because I was talking about how, you know, not every day is like that. Not every day has that sense of glass of wine kind of feeling, you know, and uh, and that's okay. But we can be grateful for those days. We can be grateful for the days that, that are not so whiny. <laughs> I know God is grateful for the days that are not so whiny. So... Chris was telling me that uh, he told his children, we may be French, but there is no wine in this house. So, it's like, yes, yes, love it, love it. Okay, Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I like that. You know, you know he starts out, you know, just praise God. And he tells you it's a privilege to be part of God's people. To to serve him, in fact, is a is a privilege. You know, and and when you really love somebody it feels like that. Uh, you know, I uh, uh I just I can't get enough of getting stuff for Cynthia because and doing things for her because it's I serve Cynthia with gladness. You know. And because she's wonderful, and because she's grateful, and because you know it's it's a reciprocal thing, and that's how it should be. But serve the Lord with gladness, because it's a privilege to get to to serve Him. And I remind myself of that um, if God is having me do something I would maybe rather not at the moment. Um, you know, I, I've I've been going to the old folks' home uh, since before Levi was born, and. Uh, I only go once a month, 
but uh, typically, you know, on Sunday afternoon, I kind of want to just go home and have some coffee and relax, you know, and uh, so every second Sunday of, of the month, I uh, I go I go to the old folks' home and preach the gospel, and uh, and there's lots of times I really don't want to. <laughs> To be quite honest, my flesh would really rather just go home. It's like, man, I just had a really great meal, and now I'd kind of like to just go home. It's like Thanksgiving, you know, when you just kind of want to have a turkey coma on the couch. And uh, but but it's a blessing to get to go, and I remind myself, man, God, I'm I'm glad I'm here. I, I appreciate the opportunity to do this because honestly, I can't see what I'm accomplishing doing this uh, because. They're so undemonstrative and so medicated, typically, that it's really difficult to tell if they're really, if you're really, they're listening or if they're paying attention. Sometimes you can really tell that somebody's really receiving from you, and then you kind of have the tendency to kind of zero in on them. <laughs> and, and it's like you're just talking to them, but you have a microphone. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a blessing to get to do that. And I, and I look forward to someday seeing, uh, seeing what what it's accomplished because I really don't know. But uh it's a blessing to get to do that. You know, I uh the last Sunday morning that I didn't do Sunday school, I, I came here thinking, Oh, so glad that I get to just come and sit and and relax and listen and uh um Sarah turned to me and said, Aren't you doing Sunday school this morning? No, like, well, Ron was going to call you about that, so apparently he didn't. Like, no, he didn't. And so then he told me, he's like, okay, from now on, just just come in and get started, do the Sunday school. And so, for a brief moment, I thought, oh, okay, thank you, Lord, I appreciate it. And actually, I really do appreciate it because it's really been a blessing to me, and it's really forced me to be more serious about the way I spend my time and to uh, and it's really a blessing to to be able to get in the word and, and know that that I really need to seek God and get something because otherwise I'm going to be standing here on Sunday morning and we'll 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 just stare at each other uncomfortably for half an hour. So it's it's really been a blessing to to do that. And um you know just having the, the word of God move in your life really is a blessing. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that made us, not we ourselves. We're his people, the sheep of his pasture. So, um, you know, to me that goes back to being humble. You know, and uh, like, you know, God, God made you. Everything that you are comes from him. And so, um, how would you not just be grateful for the things that he's done? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So, so here you have this this secret uh, spelled out for you of of how to really come into the presence of God. I mean, he's always listening, you know. And I, I t- remember talking to a girl in high school once that believed that God was would only hear you if you were speaking directly to him. And I thought, well, how would he know if you were speaking directly to him if he wasn't already listening? <laughs> so that just seems a little strange to me. You know, and he's, 
He's the omnipotent, omnipresent God. How would he not know everything you're thinking, let alone what you what you would say directly to him? But uh, but so he's always listening. He's always paying attention. But to to come into that place where you're ushered into his presence, as he spells it out right here, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Because, you know, when you hear somebody say something nice about you, don't you kind of start drifting away from the conversation that you were in? And you start... Say that again. You know, uh, Cynthia was talking to a a woman she goes to school with, and she was going to show her something on her phone, and there's this picture of me and Zoe on her wallpaper. He's like, is that your husband? He's cute. Uh, and I, I said, tell me that again. <laughs> I, I, I can hear that again. You know. So, you know, not trying to project um, human emotion on God, but he likes to have, he likes it when you say nice things to him. He likes to have you saying nice things about him and to him, and, and he appreciates it. And so, uh, there's... Not really any better way to really come into the presence of God than to praise Him. And uh, for the Lord is good, and His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. So that's a that's a great reason to be very thankful. The Lord is good because He didn't have to be good. He could have been capricious and mean, and we would all be in trouble. But but He's He's not, and so God is a very loving and merciful God. And and he'll tell you the truth, and uh, and so you know I, I I love verse four, you know, because it it just tells you the secret of coming into his presence, and and it has this exhortation it says be thankful to him and bless his name. So so Thanksgiving I thought that appropriate because of Thanksgiving coming up, but I also was just had been thinking about it and praying about it and and. Uh, I know that when we when we when we come here it's it's easy to just come in because it's time for church <clears throat> but just as much as we should come with an expectation we should come with uh with an offering we should come with that sacrifice of thanksgiving you know consciously thinking of something that it's like man God I just I want to tell you thanks for this thing that you did I really appreciate it so Jesus we just thank you for your word and uh, we receive it gratefully. And uh, God, we just pray that you would indeed be glorified in this place today. We are a a people humbled and uh, grateful for uh, all of your goodness to us, God. Uh, Calvary alone is, is more than we could have ever expected or hoped for, God. And, and yet you've gone so far beyond that, God, to, to make us uh, into your people, to... to Call us to be a part of your bride, God, and and we appreciate it. Uh, God, we we just we thank you for what you're doing, God, and I pray that you would put in all of your people a, a a heart of gratefulness, God, that would not take for granted anything that you would give to us, God, but that we would be sure to uh, to tell you that we appreciate the even the smallest things that you do for us. Now, God, today in this place, I pray that you would just touch this service. I pray that you would do exactly what you want to do. God, that your presence would be in this place. God, we, we pray for the, 
the windows to be opened and the and the the gifts of heaven to to be poured out in this place. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.